feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> it's very basic human nature to look at what other people have or do or look like and then compare that to yourself. For me, like a big tool is honing in on my purpose. When you're focused on your passion, you don't really have time to like look at everybody else and compare that. Hey everyone, welcome back to Really Mental. We want you to know no matter who you are, you're not alone. We have an amazing guest, Maddie web and we're going to be talking about finding your true purpose and following your true purpose's goals and the importance of routine as well within that i want to get straight into this conversation today if you liked this episode be sure to share it with a friend follow us at really mental podcast and rate us five stars i want to get straight into this episode will and ask you beforehand how do you find your true purpose and what is your true purpose i feel like finding my true purpose took quite a while and i think that accepting that it can change is part of it Yet what I did to find my purpose is followed my heart. I eventually found myself gravitating towards music and I throughout this time just continually took the dive in and just went for it. And that's the beautiful thing about being young yet also just being alive generally. If you're able to breathe, then you're able to take a step towards what you think could be the next right thing to do and could end up being your purpose. I would just implore you to keep open-minded and have a look at some of the things that you like to do and see if there's a common theme between them. For me, everything was related to mental health. So I was like, okay, I really feel like my purpose at this point is wanting to let people know they're not alone in their struggles or more comfortable in feeling Mm -hmm. those feelings. That's because I was doing music. We ended up doing really mental and it started to become like a common theme. Those are some of the things to definitely watch out for. I'm so excited to hear what Maddie has to say on this. And we're going to welcome Maddie B. Webb to the show now. Maddie, thank you for joining us today. Super excited for this chat. My first question for you is, how is your mental health doing at the moment? Okay, number one, thanks for having me. I like love coming on other people's podcasts because I just love to run my mouth any chance that I get. (laughs) But I will say that pre-full moon this month, I was like in a low point. Like I was struggling. I've had depression like my whole life. I had no idea like as a child, but I realized obviously like through therapy and in my adult life. And so I feel like people with depression or like people who aren't necessarily like born super happy like go through these ebbs and flows in life and it's not always a hundred percent controllable but there's obviously things that we can do to maximize the best giving ourselves the best chance for mental success i felt like i released a lot and i grieved a lot of the full moon and since then i feel like this huge weight has been lifted just like a lot of pressure that i've been putting on myself unnecessary pressure like things that i couldn't possibly control that were making me into this downward spiral But since then, it's been like a week and I feel, yeah, I actually feel way better. And I just had therapy. I don't know if you guys do therapy, but afterwards, it's, oh, I'm the baddest bitch in the world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Therapy is amazing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to ask for those that are listening to get some background on you. Who are you, Maddie, and what do you do? I'm a content creator. I live in Los Angeles. I'm an entrepreneur. I build businesses through social media. I actually was running four businesses last year with about people working under me. And then at the beginning of this year, I was like, yeah, this isn't serving my soul's purpose. So I'm actually not going to do this anymore. And I fired everyone. I canceled multiple businesses. And I started a podcast about along the lines of what you guys are doing, but more focused on empowering women and healing through 
trauma and abuse cycles and basically like self-education because I think the best thing we can possibly do for ourselves is learn more and it's brought me so much healing learning more about everything that I've been through. To dive into what you just said, what brought you to that decision of reinventing yourself at the start of this year? I just really have the belief system that if our soul has a desire, then it's ours, that it's meant to be ours. And I think like I was really caught up in feeding my more my ego side last year instead of my soul. And my ego is telling me I came so background about me. I lived in a content house the first year I was in LA. I went through a lot of abuse there. I lost over 50 pounds. I was groomed into an eating disorder. I dealt with sexual soul issues. And after coming out of that, it was like I felt this need to prove myself that like this doesn't define me and this trauma wasn't going to ruin my life and I wasn't going to allow it to you know, ruin. I, I have something to do in the world and I have to prove to people that I can do it. I was more, I was so focused on financially being the best that I'd ever been because it was a narrative that, oh, if you ever leave this house, you'll never be successful. And I wanted to prove that wrong. So I was following that ego self where I was like, I have to, I have to do these worldly things, these materialistic things to prove that I can be successful and then it just felt so off I was successful I was very successful I made a lot of money I did a lot of crazy things I flew around the world speaking on panels I walked runways like I did everything and I was super unhappy so I realized that it was because I wasn't living in my soul purpose and I just knew that even if it was going to take me a few steps back in the long run, I, there is a world where I can be incredibly financially successful and live in my soul's alignment like i do not think that those are two different things i think that if i stayed manifesting money in the wrong direction that i would have continued to be financially successful but i wouldn't find that inner peace that i was looking for that makes a lot of sense and that's a lot of guts to do that i wanted to ask for those that are listening that are trying to figure out their soul's purpose or their purpose what was that process like for you to remove everything and then restart again and how did you figure out that that was the right thing to do to be honest it wasn't like i i woke up and i was like a podcast like it's my soul's mission and i still don't even feel like the podcast is like the thing that i'm going to be doing for the rest of my life i feel like it's a piece of the pie of the greater messaging which is that i am put on this earth to empower other people and to use my trauma as purpose like all of my pain and give it purpose and a podcast is a huge way of doing it but basically I, it came to the end of the year last year at the beginning of the year I had zero dollars I moved into this apartment with nothing I literally did not have a bed I was sitting on an air mattress and then by the end of the year I was signing like six figure contracts having multiple businesses like it was crazy and I was just like looking at my life and I'm like I should literally and I was very happy very proud of myself but I didn't feel in alignment it just was like very a core feeling just i think because i spend a lot of time like really trying to listen to my intuition spend a lot of time journaling and meditating and talking to my spirit guides if you believe in that a mirror gazing like just connecting with my inner self and i just knew something wasn't right on new year's eve i decided i was like i'm going to joshua tree by myself i book a really Whoa. fancy airbnb <laughs> i drive it it was so creepy i, I know like, it is 
<laughs> yeah, I was literally alone in the middle of the desert in the middle of the night. I got there and it was dark and I was like, bro, you're wild for this. I cannot believe I'm here. But on New Year's Eve, I did this like really crazy meditation. I did a lot of cord cutting from trauma from the past. And then I made a vision board. And this vision board was like a collection of a list that I had been making for months of all the things that I felt very aligned with and that I really wanted out of my life. I start to realize that all the things that I am doing currently, all of the businesses, all of the, <clears throat> just all, all of the things that I'm doing in my career, none of those things were going to lead me to mm. the places that I wanted to go on that vision board. I was staring at it and I was like, how are the actions that I'm making right now going to put me on the path to to these visions. These visions are my soul's deepest desires. So that means that they're meant for me. Then what, then the things that I should be, I'm doing right now should be leading me to those things. And I realized, I just like slowly through that realized, I was like, oh shit, like I'm on the wrong path almost. I'm, go I'm going to be very successful if I stay on this path, but I don't think that's really what I want. And so I literally, two days after I figured this out, I fire everyone, I cancel six-figure contracts I literally like I'm emailing people like sorry decided to dissolve this business but thanks so much like literally cold turkey done and then I was like I have no idea what's next I actually did not know but I felt like again like just this huge relief and like a weight lifted and like just like, I had undeniable faith that was the right thing to do for some reason and I just trust it so I understand how it provided that clarity um, for you to make that decision. Can you run us through, though, like some of the fears that you had when you were thinking of taking that next step into your truest self? Number one, economically, I'm like, I'm literally about to give up a lot of money, a crazy amount of money. And I'm like, is that really what I want to do? But I just... That was like the biggest one for me was just the fear that I had worked so hard to go from no money at all to building this mini empire and being the best place I'd ever been, the better, even better than my family generationally. But I realized that I was trading my, again, like my inner peace, my purpose for financial abundance. And that was just like a huge lack mindset that I had. It was like this, it was a lack mindset in thinking that if I was to follow what I knew was truly for me, that I what that the universe wasn't going to take care of me. Who am I to think that? I just got real with myself. And I'm like, do I really think that I am that, do I really think that I'm that much smarter than the universe to think that my, that I wouldn't be taken care of? If this is what I'm meant to do, that I will be more than taken care of. And I believe that I will be so much better off financially worldly whatever I want because I took that leap of faith so that was like the number one biggest fear number two biggest fear is like losing respect like I didn't want to lose respect from the people that I was working with I took away people's income so that was really hard too because I cared about every single person who worked for me but I couldn't sacrifice myself for that and I also just came to the decision that I if even if I do lose respect what I do after this will be more than enough for people to understand and gain respect for me again. And if not, then it, it, it wasn't meant for me anyways. 
How do you feel about that decision that you made? It's so funny that you asked me that because I was literally journaling about it last night. I was just like feeling some grief and disappointment about my choices last year. Even though I can logically look back and be like every single thing that I did last year, every decision that I make, every person that I hired was, you know, it was an opportunity to learn so much. And I don't think that any of those lessons that I learned through building those businesses, through hiring, through firing, through all of those things. I feel like they were, all of those skills are going to be needed and used in my future. I'm also fucking 24 years old. Mm. Like I, I have so much time to make so much money and do all the things that I want to do, all the traveling that I want to do. When it comes to your life now, how do you find work-life balance and make sure that you're taking care of your mental health? I feel like balance is always shifting. And the more that I try to structure my life, the less I'm successful at, at it. Because as an entrepreneur, like I don't have a steady schedule. If I, like Every single day looks different. So I feel like my balance looks different a lot of times. And currently, I'm really trying to focus on listening to my body and what do I need? What do I need right now? Last week, I worked out every single day last week because it was just like, I was sad. And when I'm sad, I know I need to exercise. But this week, I feel really motivated. And I have so many ideas that I need to actually do. So I like I've been doing yoga, like 20 minute yoga in my apartment to a, a few times. Like I'm not super focused on that right now. So yeah. my whole kind of like life's mission is constantly figuring out the balance. I had zero work-life balance last year and it was a it, it really affected my mental and physical health. My physical health was at an all-time low at the beginning of the year. I, had, I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. I have a wow. psoriasis breakout from head to toe. It was really rough. And then this year, like I spent so much time on the health and wellness side of my life, learning more about my body. And now I feel like this is a recent conclusion that I've come to that wow, like th this like expectation that balance looks linear all the time is unrealistic and not yeah. sustainable for me. And it makes me feel defeated every single time. It makes me feel like I can never, I'm never gonna be on top of it. And it, it gives me this like feeling of failure instead of tuning into my body and being like, what is it that I really want or really need right now? And then also factoring in discipline because obviously like we all have goals I have body goals that I want, not body goals, but fitness goals that I would like to achieve. So there's a factor of discipline in that too. Not always just like going off the whim. I think it's like balance is really hard in terms of just that day-to-day -day struggle because obviously you come up with different things throughout your day and it always looks different. Um, I completely resonate with the feeling of going back and forth on having balance and then trying to implement it more into my life with resting. I feel as though something which yeah. has helped me is I'll always write out what I want to do for the day. I was going to say for Maddie, you mentioned that you do what your body feels. Where does routine sit in that for you then? Right now, I'm really honing in on what my morning routines look like because I think that's like the mornings and nights are the things that I can rely on being mostly stable in my life and routine. So it's, I really am trying to get in the habit of the first thing I do when I wake up is list out every single thing I'm grateful for, whether it's like in my head, out loud, in my journal, with my friend sleeping over, talking about it with her, like 
starting my day off like that literally changes the course of my entire day. And it sets me in this alignment with the universe. Despite what I have going on today, I have a million things to be grateful for. And I'm like starting off my day like that is really powerful. And then number two is music is really important for me in the morning. Like again, someone who struggles with mental health. For me, mornings are rough. Some people it's more nights, but mornings are hard, have historically been more difficult for me just because I tend to wake up like immediately thinking of everything that I need to get done or feeling like I didn't wake up early enough or whatever it is. So music is really important. And then another big one for me has been direct sunlight every single morning. So it's the first yep. thing I do is as after I do my gratitude is I open the window and I get that like dose of direct sunlight, like no sunglasses, nothing get because st this is a psychology hack and something they've done like a lot of research and studies on it. But sunlight directly first thing in the morning is so good for your dopamine and serotonin levels. So I do that. And then exercise, I prefer to do it in the morning. But that's also a balanced thing, like depending on where, where my schedule is in the day. And then uh, journaling is also in that category. So I feel like right now I'm honing in on what are the things that no matter what, I'm doing these no matter what. And what are the things that I'm like, I can fit into other parts of my day, but they need to be routine. Yeah, it's interesting how something as simple as that can actually set up your day for success, whatever that means to you, even if it's just having a good mental health day. And it's something that is so easy to get access to. I think it's really important to have those routines. I wanted to talk about going into comparing yourself as well and that kind of topic that we wanted to speak about today and ask, mm -hmm. when did you realize that comparisons steal your joy? I feel like my whole life, I feel like I'll speak from a female perspective. We're conditioned to compare ourselves like through society, through advertisements, television, it's based religion. It's basically bled into every single factor of our beings. And I feel like that's why it's really hard to build a good community of women and a trusting community of women. And I don't think that's on accident. But so it's really going against the grain and, and it's really defying everything that we're taught to live as a self-empowered, self-loving woman who does not see other women's success or beauty as a threat to her own. And I'll say that, but it's also like a, I think it's a daily struggle for everyone. I think that it's very basic human nature to look at what other people have and or do or look like and then compare that to yourself. And so I think it's like a practice that we have to be aware of when we are doing it and have actionable items and tools to use when that does happen. And for me, like a big tool is like honing in on my purpose because I just believe that when you're focused on your purpose, like when you're focused on your passion, you don't really have time to look at everybody else and compare that because you're you have you're doing something. And then also another tool that I use is every time that I start to feel myself going down that rabbit hole, I choose to praise. I don't really I really don't struggle with it as much with other people. I more so struggle with it with myself comparing myself to past versions of myself, which is literally mm. the same issue and not conducive to growth at all but yeah i really choose to lift up praise and glorify the things that i see in other people that i wish they had and just send the utmost amount of love that i possibly can 
Totally. I think that's such a good thing to do. I was actually, it's funny you say that. I was speaking to my friend yesterday and we were saying that imagine if you just told the person that is walking on the street exactly what you thought of them. I love your shoes or I love that shirt. When someone does that to me, I feel so inspired and happy and I feel more confident. And I feel as though even small things like that can have such a big impact on someone's day. And celebrate the things that make you, that may automatically make you feel less than yourself and then reverse that and celebrate it instead. Because it takes nothing away from you to, for someone else to be beautiful or successful or have more. That could even just be a sign from the universe that if it's possible for them, it's a thousand percent possible for you. Totally. You touched on comparing yourself to other versions of yourself. And I've seen this before. So I was wondering... For you, where does that come from when you're looking at past versions? Personally, to be a million percent honest, that comes from an anorexic part of my brain. That That's what I, I talk about a lot in therapy. And my therapist like says it's like a common issue with eating disorders and people who've, had, who've healed from eating disorders. Because like I've been in active recovery for over eight months now. And so it's that... It's that mean voice in my head that is originated from other people in my life who groomed me into feeling like I needed to do alter my body. It's that's where my personally comes from is comparing myself to a very sick version of myself. And for some reason, like thinking that's better than the version I am right now and having to like that's a whole other mental process that I have. to. And also the fact I mean, it's really interesting that I just talked about all the changes in my career that I've gone through in the past year because like I obviously took a loss by doing that and so comparing myself to version of myself last year where I was able to just go to Europe like on a whim or whatever like I could literally buy or do pretty much anything I wanted and to now being like oh I'm building a whole other business that isn't making any money right now it's so different and so I'm like ah I wish old version of myself would have made different decisions. I also wish that I was in her shoes right now. And I also wish that I was skinnier or whatever. It's like not, it's not healthy. It's not what I actually want, but it's that like voice inside my head that's saying like uh, that it's that negativity that's in all of us that we have to like actively choose not to listen to. What do you think someone should say to a person that is having some of those thoughts or doubts about themselves? For me, I like to list out all the things that I've gained from not being that version of myself. I've gained my health back. I've gained a clear complexion. My skin was literally full of psoriasis because of malnutrition, basically. I've gained energy. I've gained I've gained a version of myself that I feel comfortable presenting on the Internet to women who look at me and compare themselves to me and I would never want them to do that to a sick version of myself that is not the type of influence that I want to have on the world um and so yeah I go down I try to go down that rabbit hole like stop thinking of the things that I lost which is what like seeing my rib cage every time I breathe and think about all of the things that I have gained from becoming this version of myself like this version of myself I can more than happy present myself on my podcast on the internet where whatever I'm doing out in the world and be like 
yeah, like I feel comfortable holding the title of someone who influences as a profession because before that's not something I would want to influence anyone. I have to remind myself that I didn't lose anything. I have gained, I have only gained. So I think it's like helping them, helping remind that person of all the things they've gained. Wow, powerful. Throughout that time, what did you do to figure out who you want to be and get out of that phase where you said you were really struggling with eating and all of these different types of things? I was through a, a, a lot of childhood trauma and then I went out to, into the adult world pretty clueless and so I walked into a lot of bear traps and um, just more and more trauma on top of each other and once I started healing from that through EMDR therapy, self-education, journaling, just everything, every single thing I could possibly do to help fix myself I wanted to do because I just wanted so bad to to figure out. I just knew I had so much potential and I really wanted to see what that meant. I think that a lot of people who go through things like that, it's you sometimes don't have the strength to heal for yourself. There's really nothing in me that was like, oh, I'm do some days it was just like I don't care about myself. Like I'm not doing this for me. It was more so I I never want anyone else to feel the way that I felt. I wish there was someone out there who was like posting on the internet thing like that I could resonate with or validated my experience or that I could learn from or would talk about the red flags that I missed. And it was that core feeling of the days where I just didn't really want to do it for me. I did it for the people who I felt like almost for versions of myself that I know that are out there in the world. And so I it was really just those times where I was like, I need to do it. I need to give all of this purpose. I cannot live. I cannot live with myself just having healed from all of this and it, for that to be it. Yeah, I just when I hear your story and I appreciate you sharing that rock bottom. I just think it's amazing how you've come out focusing on purpose. And I think that's such a big thing that is not spoken about enough, especially amongst people our age. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, my God. I got chills when you said that because I literally talk to her all the time. I don't know if you guys do any shadow work or like inner child work, but I think it's one of the most positive things that you can do for yourself. Mirror gazing is like my favorite way to do it. But I tell her all the time how worthy she is um, and how I just grew up in a space where like any everything that I wanted was basically like why you shouldn't have that you can't have that this is why no I didn't really have anyone believing in me or supporting me and so my belief had to come from myself and so I tell her a lot that her experience and her feelings are super valid because I, I wasn't allowed to cry very much as a kid my mom was in the military so very tough love tyrant she's not like that anymore but she yeah just a lot of that and i i just allow her to i tell her that it's okay to feel that it's safe to feel that all of my experiences are 100 percent valid because i questioned my pain a lot i gaslit myself a lot and i like would empower her that every single thing that she desired and wanted is fully capable and every single day i'm like working towards those dreams it literally does not matter what a single other person has to say no one else 
has to believe you except you. Literally nobody has to believe in your dreams, not one single person for your dreams to become a reality. If your belief system is this is what I want, then this is what you're going to have. That is reality. Our reality is created within our own brains, within ourselves. And so I would I think I would just tell her that. Yeah, that's really amazing that you you do that work. What is something that you are proud of that most people don't know? The thing that I'm most proud of myself for that most people don't know about is setting such firm boundaries with my family that like I don't speak to some of them anymore because wow. they don't respect them and learning that the love for myself trumps literally everything I don't care if you put a roof over my head I don't care if you literally took care I don't care I deserve to be treated a certain way I deserve to have my boundaries respected I deserve love and encouragement and if I'm not receiving that from the people in my life then you don't get access to me and that applies to literally everybody and I that's like a very difficult thing to come to the people who are in my life like that it's I trust that they are in my life for a purpose and because they do love and respect me and I can confidently say that everybody who does have access to me has gained that trust and does respect my boundaries and my life is has never been better my relationships have never been better because of it and I don't think like no contact has to be forever but I do think that setting boundaries and sticking to them is the best thing you can ever do for yourself and when it comes to setting boundaries with family, how do you set boundaries in a way which is respectful to yourself? I think it's dependent on like your specific situation, but if there yeah. are things happening in your family dynamic that do not serve you in any way, and in fact do the opposite and hurt you, and those people know that they're hurting you by doing those things and mm. choose to ignore them anyways, I think it's being like, this is what I expect, this is what I deserve, this is what I, this is the treatment that I will allow to have in my life and anything else is going to result in me not having a relationship with you anymore. And that's not what I want at all. That's not what I want at all. But I love myself more than I love you. I love my, I want to grow more than I want to be held back by you. And I have to do this for myself. I'm giving you every opportunity to respect those boundaries and to be in my life in the way that is healthy for both of us. If there's any boundaries that you have that I have been crossing, like, let's talk about it. But this is what I need in my relationships in every single aspect of my life. And if you cannot give that to me, then I have to step away from my own health, for my own sanity, for my own inner peace. These experiences you've been through, what's the most painful thing you've ever been told? I think that comes back to my childhood where I felt like I had to minimize myself for other people. And that I said the things that I expected from my life or wanted out of my life, I was not believed or encouraged or any way. Because those are the years, those are your developmental years, the years where like you have the chance to like really create those belief systems and that stick with you. And I think that was the most damaging because as hard as I would work, I think there's always this voice in the back of my head where it's, you're not going to really do what you think you're going to do. You're not really going to achieve what maybe you'll get. Maybe you'll like work in the music industry, but you'll never be in it. Maybe you'll be at a company who talks about trauma, but you'll never be the face of it. That it, that 
it deeply ingrained self-doubt is i think one of the hardest things to recover from and alter looking at back on your life would you change that element of your life i wouldn't really change anything which is really hard to say when you have experienced a lot of trauma and i i hear people say and i used to like vehemently disagree with it but at this point in my life i just have this belief that if i was up there as a soul in the spiritual realm and, and somebody told me all of these awful things are going to happen but you are going to be able to spread this message to so many souls on earth and you're going to Come be able on. to help so many other people so many interesting things we've touched on in this conversation i just had a, a couple of questions and we do this sometimes Don't so one of them is have you ever been in love yeah i've Yes, very much so. What was the biggest thing that you learned from being in love with him? I think that I learned more from like the ending, really, because wow. like when you're in love, you think that it's going to just like last forever. And that's the only thing that matters. But love is just not enough sometimes. And I think that sometimes we outgrow versions of ourself that was aligned with people at the time. And then once we outgrow versions of ourselves, we outgrow the relationships that we're in, whether it's like friendships or romantic relationships, family dynamics, like whatever it is. I think what I learned was that every single person who comes into my life is there to serve a purpose. And it doesn't always really matter how long they're there. Like I, I wow. would never change my experience that I had with him, despite how long or short it was. Wow, that's so interesting. I think that's so accurate when it comes to love sometimes not being enough. This has been such a good podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I really you. appreciate your time. It's been so fun. Thank you guys so much. I literally had the best time ever. I feel on top of the world right now. So thank you so much. That was an amazing chat with Maddie and I'm so grateful we got to have her on the show. I would say one of the biggest takeaways from it is the importance of routine and setting your day up for success. And I think that's a really important reminder when you're going about your day, that it all starts from that moment we wake up and setting the tone for how we want to feel. And I also think when we go out into the world, the fact that Maddie touched on comparisons is huge because I think that comparing yourself to others or where they are, even though they have a completely different life, it robs your own joy and happiness and security in yourself. So that's definitely something that I really appreciated us having a conversation on. And I think it's really important to keep that in mind and just be aware of too when you're going throughout the world. So hopefully you found that super helpful. And if you did, either way, thank you for listening this far. And we're super excited for you to hear the conversation we have coming next week. would love to thank you for just tuning in. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please Feel free to share it with a friend, a buddy, and rate it five stars if you liked it. And we are also on socials, of course, so make sure you come and say hi at Really Mental Podcast to stay up to date with everything we have happening. And yeah, have an incredible week, and we'll see you next time.